You're listening to a podcast in Orange, a Marshall's view of motorsport. Hello and welcome to a podcast in Orange. Um, again, you know, for our eighth episode, I think we're up to now. Uh, I'm Robert Lee, as always, and I'm joined by James McNeil, or as I always call him, Jay. Um, I know if people are thinking, oh, you're podcasting, you're podcasting. Don't worry. Don't worry. We are maintaining social distance. Uh, I'm in my house and Jay is many miles away in his house. So we are staying very well um, socially distanced. And uh, but we're back. We're back to um, talk to you about marshalling, even though there's been no motorsport. We're back to talk to you about marshalling. And Jay, it's good to have you. Well, I was going to say alongside me again, but of course you're not alongside me. Uh, it's good to see you again. Oh. Good to hear you again. Um, it's always good to see and hear me, of course. And it's good to see and hear you too. Thank you very much. Um, as as ever, if you if you, you know, we'd like to thank anybody who's listening into to this uh, podcast and those who have listened into the other six or seven or three or however, however many we've done. I don't keep count. I should keep <laughs> count. I write it. I, I just upload the podcast, change the number and then tell you what we're talking about. Uh, but you're probably going to be able to guess what we're talking about because we, we, we mentioned it briefly in the lad po- uh, last podcast, which we were having a discussion just before we started recording um, when the last podcast was. And that was, I, I wanted to say it was a week before lockdown happened. Uh, but you seem to think it was the weekend that lockdown happened. So it was around that time. But yeah, we mentioned it before uh, in, in the last episode. Uh, so if you don't know what we're on about, go back and listen to the last podcast. You know, why have you not listened to the last podcast? <laughs> uh, but you're probably going to be able to guess what we're on about. And that is, of course, coronavirus or COVID-19, if you want to give it the, you know, the slightly more formal term. I mean, I could give it its full formal term but i'm not going to bore you with that uh coronavirus it has completely stopped pretty much everything and that includes uh racing which you know some people managed to get a few races in there was a couple of people who went out to do world endurance over in uh austin as you, as you give me a sad reactor there over the recording there um you know there's people who managed to get out to do world in austin and I know a couple of British marshals who went out to do the, the Daytona 24 hours. And, and uh, yeah, Jay, just kind of just want your opinions really on coronavirus just kind of taking over and stopping all my I mean, we had the training day and then we've had no racing to follow it up. Follow it up. All that training wasted. It's ne- never wasted. I kid. It's not wasted. But it is a bit of a bummer, isn't it? Because I was towards the end of last season, you know, did loads of meets back to back and that kind of happened bit done with like marshalling for now I just need that break need that break and I'm just fighting at anything to get any sort of motorsport back like I've been watching all the online races like the F1 I've been doing I'm doing my own just trying to get any sort of fix of racing that I can even resorted to watching Marbula 1 on YouTube that is some of the most exciting racing you will ever see you it's, heard it, it first it's so, it's so unpredictable so unpredictable this this um but but yeah, it, I mean, I asked a question to. So I'm in a, I'm in a group chat with other fellow marshals, and uh, I asked a question. I said, "Is anybody um, desperate to get back to to marshalling?" And you've raised your hands there, and and one of the others said he was he was desperate to get back to marshalling because he has other things going on in the latter half of the year which will prevent him from marshalling. Um, but the other people didn't say they weren't desperate, but they were ready. They were ready to go back yeah. to marshalling because if you think about it, normally. Marsin ends the season normally ends November going into December and it normally starts end of February going into March so you, you normally have three or four months we've had nearly seven months off now and that and and, and you know 
and for a hobby that pretty much takes over somebody's life yeah uh, that's a long t- long time away from it um but then again it's when we come out of of this come out of lockdown we come out of the isolation and because uh there was a, a statement in fact i had a bit of contact there was a statement issued by motorsport uk so i'm not i'm not sure what it's like for other countries i don't know what uh france or belgium australia or america have said in in terms of of racing but uh motorsport uk who are our governing body for marshalling have just said there is no racing until the end of june bang that's that done final it's, full stop yeah full stop underlined with you know cherry on top that is it no mar- no no racing until the end of june so that means subsequently no marshalling until the end of june and you know racing drivers can keep themselves occupied by um doing sim sim racing like you said you've been watching uh lando norris george russell uh charles i mean charles leclerc and george russell have taken it upon themselves yeah. to be racing uh, it's a game called euro uh, euro, euro truck simulator and yeah. they've been racing you know 40 ton trucks around europe using the proper racing setup that they would so that they can keep themselves occupied but how do you keep yourself occupied by doing that in a virtual world when you don't need marshals i mean we joked about it in the last episode but there's not really you know where's our have we got a transferable skill i'd like to think we have uh we have a transferable skill but with everybody staying inside the house because you know we're all staying home helping the nhs saving lives thank you people for doing that we can't use it unless somebody in the house falls ill where we can maybe use something there which none of us want to do yeah well you get that and that's the thing and as soon as everybody falls ill now because of the current climate it's like have they got yeah have they got coronavirus and you, you just don't know um but like you said if once maybe our transferable skills will probably become more affluent oh good word there uh, uh when whether i used it right i don't know i'm gonna just throw it anywhere in there whether whether our talents are all photosynthesis you know it makes, <laughs> uh, makes you sound intelligent but yeah, whether our our talents are transferable and our skills are transferable maybe only become apparent when we're on the way out of lockdown so people can start going out and social distancing starts to be more relaxed. And maybe then that we, we would have roles, but then again, is sport starting? And then what's, what motorsport is starting and where do we go? And I think that's a good point to, to stop and give you a little bit of an intermission. I want to give you a little bit of break. I'm going, to tease I'm going to tease everybody, and this is cruel. And I'm going to get some co- I'm going to get some comments because I got some comments in the last one saying that I was cruel and it was unfair that I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it again. Here are some car noises, some racing noises from Le Mans last year, which we'll come on to. We'll come on to Le Mans uh, later, uh, but just enjoy the noise. Welcome back. Welcome back to our dulcet tones. Um, I hope you enjoyed the uh, sounds of Le Mans from last year. Uh, as you can probably hear, I've got a bit of a smile in my voice because just, no, I'm just waiting for the comments to come. And it, it's going to be good. But speaking of racing, um, we before we went for a little intermission, um, we well, I mentioned it. 
um, rate, racing is stopped until the end of June, but there is talk of it coming back. Now, uh, I've got it in front of me here, and it was mentioned this morning, and it was an email from Motorsport UK about the British Formula One. Now, you've probably seen it on BBC, you've probably seen it on Sky. There is talk, let's get the racing going by having double weekends. Now, I don't know your thoughts on this, Jay, but we'll get to you in a minute. But, the, the, you know, this email said, you've probably been following the media. Will it won't happen? You know, the, the situation surrounding this year's British Formula One. And um, the idea is what's been floating around in the media. Nothing's mentioned for definite in this email. And obviously, this is an email to officials, so I, I don't know if I should be sharing it or not. So I'll, I'll try not to, to read too much into it. Um, but in the media, it's saying that the, the British Formula One could be held over two weekends. That's not the race split over two weekends. That is two race meetings, one weekend after the other, on the 19th of July and the 26th of July. Now, I've read somewhere that for a, a race championship, an F1 championship, to be to stand as a result it has to have eight races in it a year so britain and austria could both hold a double weekend so that's four already so you're halfway through a potential championship i just wanted to know your thoughts jay really on um the latest news around the british f1 and the double weekend really well i think the double weekend's an interesting one because the way like just talking about purely how silver something's laid out Mercedes have done very well there in previous years. So surely having two races there would be more of an advantage to the Mercedes team and to the drivers of it. But like Austria, two weekends there, Red Bull have known to be very good there. So it's like advantage. So the way it works, because like the season will probably not the full 22 races, there were 20 races. Oh yeah, it was supposed to be a record-breaking 22 race season, <laughs> yeah. but we're not going to probably but, get that. Yeah, but because there's less races, therefore each race is more viable to each driver, each team, purely because there's not much points there, so you can't afford to mess up as much. So therefore, having a double weekend at a circuit where one team is known to be slightly stronger, it's, it just it leaves a sour taste in my mouth. That's saying, but because surely we can still be able to hold just one race here, then move somewhere else and hold one race. Yeah, I, th- I think for the logistics point of view, the reason why they're choosing the likes of maybe Austria and um, Britain to hold a double weekend is if you look at where the teams are based. So with Britain, you've got yeah. seven of the 10 champion, uh, championship teams within within that golden triangle. So Red Bull, McLaren, Mercedes, Renault still based in Enstone, uh, Williams, uh, Haas as well, just based around the corner. And, um, the others are going to escape me, and then you've got the likes of um, you've got the likes of Toro Rosso, sorry, Alfa Tori now, mm. uh, Ferrari, and Alfa Romeo that are based on the continent. And the last team name has completely, completely escaped my mind of who the other one is. <laughs> We've got it'll come to it'll come to. Oh, uh, Racing Point, Racing Point, uh, Racing Point. Um. So, you, so you've got seven of the 10 teams that are based in Britain. So that makes a more ideal base because what they want to do is they want to know is can they make it work behind closed doors on the double weekend? Um, and if it's, if so, yes, right, let's move that somewhere else. But think of the logistics in that package and then move it somewhere else and then move it somewhere else. So that's probably what, what they're thinking as well. And 
you know, Ross Braun did come out a few weeks ago and say, if the racing is going to start, we're going to look at the European scene first because it's the less, the least amount of travelling, which again makes sense. Which, yeah. um, you know, essential travel being a big thing, which I'm going to touch on a little bit, a bit later. But just from a Marshland perspective, the double weekend, the two races at Silverstone, this is where it starts kicking up a few, few questions. Because you could run, and I'm going to pitch this to you now, Jay. Um, you could have two weekends back to back, 19th and 20, 26th. Um, so you've got to get two weekends dedicated to going down to Silverstone. Whether there'll be a campsite open, we don't know. Whether you can stay in Airbnbs, we don't know. Whether you're having to travel in each day, you know, it makes it a little bit harder. Or do you prioritise the camping for those who are having to travel the further distance? So for the likes of those Scottish marshals or or marshals from Croft and uh, and equally those marshals that are coming from Brands Hatch because that's still quite mm-hmm. a way or, or from the southwest uh, and, and Wales you've you've got to factor it in unless you're living around that Midlands region it's not really on your doorstep you've still got two three hours of, of driving to do so that obviously all that's got to be factored in but from a, um, a coronavirus point of view and this is a, a thought that I had if you run back-to-back weekends surely Every worker has probably got to be tested for whether they've got it or not, regardless of where we are on the on the on the curve, whether we're two or three cases a day or whether we're still however many cases. You've got to there's got to be a reasonable um, set of rules put in place of we're going to get everybody tested or a percentage tested. So then. We know who, because you have to remember, there's quite a lot of people who could be asymptomatic, you know, not showing any symptoms. So we could go back to back weekends, but surely that would mean then testing everybody twice. Because you might not have it one week, you go to the British F1, you come back and on the Monday, once you're back from the British F1, you go somewhere, you go to somebody, you caught it, and then you go back on the Friday and you might not be showing symptoms, but you have this test and you've got it. Where if you condense everything into a four-day meeting instead of two weeks, so if you did qualifying and uh, qualifying and practice Thursday, Friday, and then the two races, one on Saturday and then another one on Sunday, might be a little bit harder on the drivers, but your strain on the um, on your testing, because I still feel like you've got to test every every official there or a, a good percentage of of the officials there. Um, um, you know how, how how does that work out? And I just want, you know, do you have it over one weekend and have a four day meeting, which is technically two race meet, two Formula One weekends in one weekend, or do you do two full weekends a week apart? And surely, from if you to have the less risk, you would have it over the one weekend. Because it'll be, yes, you have all these people traveling in, but they're not going back and then coming back and then going to and from. But surely you could potentially have it over two days, like qualifying in one morning, that morning, race in the afternoon. I know it, it's very hard on the drivers that, and it'll be hard on everybody there, but there is potential for that to like happen. You can do it over the two days, just morning session for qualifying, like maybe a practice session as well, and race around three race like normal 
Um, but it depends on if they if they're having the support races there. So it uh, all depends like that, that timetable. And that's that's another good point that you that you that you, that you, you bring us on to. Um, you know what else do you, you know? Are they bringing all the teams from GP2 and GP3? Is that essential travel for all of them? Are you bringing the Porsche Super Cups? Are you, you know, or do you attach a local race series onto it? Do you put the British Touring Cars as part of the package? You know, it's, it's it, what do you do? It's, that's everybody's asking that. Well, we, nobody knows what's going to happen. Yeah, all, all we know is that if it, if it is going to run. It's yeah. going to be without spectators, which is going to be a real surreal thing for Marshalls, because obviously that is part of the amphitheater, that is part of the you know the whole entertainment that is F1. So it's going to be going to be interesting. I think what the no crowd will do there is really bring it back to its roots, because F1 is this mega mega thing worldwide, but at the very heart of it, it's still just motorsport. So like a club meeting at Anglesey, there's very very few spectators there, if not any. So it would just be not like a club meeting, but it'll bring really bring F1 back down to its roots of like, yes, it's all about the motorsports, not about trying to promote this thing, sell this thing, look at all this like fabulousness. It's more about the racing. Yeah, yeah, and that that's a good point. That so for Marshalls, it could be better as well. And like you said before, with because there's more at stake because there's less races, they're gonna have to drive harder. And driving harder, you know, the classic phrase, um, ambition outweighs adhesion you could be busier as a marshal um but that's i think we'll, i think we've spoke that to death for now yeah. for uh for the, the british f1 so i'm going to leave you with a few more car noises and we're going to come back uh, for the final part of our uh podcast and we're going to talk more about coronavirus who would have oh, thought about that we all like it's a global thing this virus <laughs> so, thing you would have thought so, it it's almost like it's a pandemic. Yeah, I know, it's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> so we're going to leave you with more kind noises and we'll, and we'll catch, catch you in a, in a few seconds. And welcome back again. Uh, there was some more car noises. So, uh, sorry, I'm being quite cruel and dropping car noises on you. Well, uh, at least you're hearing some sort of racing. Yes, yes, that 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 can be the good oh, argument. Uh, power of positivity. Um, so we're going to carry on talking about coronavirus. Well, hey, go us. Woohoo! Uh, I'm going to talk about club versus. I didn't think of any other better word to call this, but I'm going to call it club versus corporate. Now we have spoke about the British Grand Prix. Uh, just. Uh, so that's kind of what I'd call a corporate race meeting. It's very big, lots of money involved, huge spectator uh, inf- influence, a uh, lot of TV coverage. That is what I'd call co- it's top end. You know, it's high level motorsport. Uh, same with World Endurance, Blank Pam, uh, British Touring Cars, British GTs, th- those kind of things. And um, with these bigger race meetings condensing the calendars, so I had I had up in front of me here, uh, I've got the new, um, well, the revised provisional calendar. So remember them, remember those two words that I've just said, it's revised and provisional. The calendar uh, for the British Touring Cars, and it basically is almost every weekend from the beginning of August until mid-November. I mean, there's a, there's a one-week gap in, in August, there's a two-week gap in September. There's a one-week gap in Oct- at the beginning of October and then a, a two-week gap at the end of October, beginning of November. 
That is um, 27 rounds of British touring cars. So that's nine weekends. Quick maths for you there, because mm. there's three races a weekend. Uh, condensed into four months, which is do it sounds doable. Nine it, weekends it, in four months. Definitely, definitely doable. But you have to remember that the British touring cars is normally stretched out from March to October. Yeah. Which, uh, so, you know, you've gone from four months to seven months to four months even so but i want to know what the influence is of condensing a bigger race series um into you know you know condensing their calendar what it's going to have on the club series because as a marshal obviously you you do want to do what's best for you and i always encourage do what you want to do in mars and it's, it's your hobby you you focus on what you want to do don't just go, well, it's closest or I've always done that. It's always a, If you've always done it and that's what you've always wanted to do, fair enough. But, you know, you do what's right for you. So you can't be expected to go to every race meeting. And I know some people and some marshals don't want to do every club meeting at a racetrack or they don't want to do this race meeting or that race meeting a year. And that's fine. That's your choice. But some people do flock to the bigger race meetings, which is completely understandable because there is a buzz of having a crowd there and having the TV there and having more cars there. So I'm just wondering what the impact would be on the lesser club, the smaller club meetings, and shouldn't call them lesser at all, just the, the club meetings, because um, they are a huge, important part of motorsport, is grassroots motorsport. Um, you know, if you're faced with it, so an example here is, for, uh, one for you, Jay, for, as, as a Northwest Marshal like myself, you've got a decision to make on the 22nd of August. You've got the British Touring Cars at Alton Park, or you've got a local race meet in BRSEC at Anglesey Circuit. Now, there are two circuits that you could look after. Whether hmm. one of them goes ahead and one doesn't, you know that that could yeah take, that could take the decision out of your hands. But if the decisions are for both, which do you support? I would personally, like other people can have different opinions, fine, of course. Um, I would prefer to do the club meeting personally. And going, like, say the example you use, go to the Mazdas at Anglesey instead of the Alton Park um, touring cars. And that's purely because I prefer club meetings over the more corporate ones because I can feel like I can relax more. There's not as many people judging me or watching me. So I can just relax, have fun, and do what I enjoy and not have that extra pressure of all the other people watching the cameras there, don't want to mess up, like, oh, won't they piss off? And they're constantly playing on my mind. And plus, also, because people will be flocking to go to the more corporate ones, there's potential for me, who I'm looking to get my upgrade to red badge, I could potentially do a role that's above green badge, that's what I do. I could potentially, like, io or potentially like maybe even post if it were really short numbers so it's like that opportunity i feel would be better for me going yeah and that's a, that's a really good point that i think i've not considered that um there are those that and i'm not saying right if you if you're um if you're new to marshalling are you know are you you're going to jump in and go well, i'm going to go there because i'll get a better role than i would do at the touring cars there is still a lot that you can learn and oh, you can oh, do definitely, definitely. from from a very big meeting from a, a, what we what we're calling corporate meetings in this 
in this scenario. But that is something I've not con considered that is your ability to learn and adapt and, and grow as a marshal might be greater now in this situation where there are less marshals at a club meeting because they're at X, Y, and Z meeting, blank pan, wet, whatever. Um, and then, uh, you know, and you, you might be asked to act above your role or you might get something which could assist you towards an upgrade like you've just mentioned there. You're going to, to Red Badge or Experience Marshall for those people who don't know what Red Badge is. Um, but then but then again, there could be a, a greater influence of people um, not going to certain bigger meetings abroad this year. So um, I know quite a lot of people like to go to the Belgian Grand Prix, the Le Mans 24 hours, uh, the Nürburgring 24 hours, as you mentioned. I mean, Le Mans and, and Nürburgring are now in September, where normally they're in June, uh, May and June. Um, and I was supposed to be going to the Le Mans 24 hour in um in June, but now it's September. It's September the twentieth. Uh, as as somebody who's technically a an international marshal, uh, and instead foreign marshal, we use the proper term international marshal. Is that really essential travel? You know, um, you're shaking your head, and, and I kind of have to agree, really. Um, yeah. Would I be expecting to go to the to the Belgium F1 this year? Probably not. If I do go, it's something that we've got to weigh up. Is that really an essential, essential travel? So it's a bit of a strange time that we're yeah. we're in, really. Um, so the, there might be less people travelling to them international scenes like Le Mans, Belgium F1, um, Nurburgring, and then they might be coming. So we might actually have a greater chance of having a few more marshals, not loads more. I'm not saying you can have 20, 30 more marshals. It might only be five or six, but that's five or six who are probably more experienced because they're always going overseas to come back into roles and, and help out. So we are in quite a an interesting time, as you said, some unprecedented times, we don't know. And I think we're going to have to leave it there and give it a month and see what happens. So we'll come back in a month and we'll see where we're up to. So... I've been Rob and I've been joined by Jay as always. Jay, it's been an absolute pleasure seeing and hearing Indeed. you again. Hopefully soon we'll be we'll be next to each other again so I can say that line. And uh, we'll have and we'll have we'll we'll come back in the end of May or the beginning of June or whatever, and we'll be able to say, right, on this day we're gonna be going back racing. But um until that time we'll keep our ears to the ground and we'll find out if there's anything happening. Uh thank you very much for uh, for listening. Um if you want to catch up on the rest of our episodes, they are on uh, Spotify and they are on the Life in Orange website. If you click under podcast, uh, we'll be still be bringing you um, your Marshall Matters um, campaign because it's been great fun getting to, uh, to, to talk to people and to find out why they got into marshalling and why they love marshalling. It's great. Uh, but yeah, if you want to catch up, get it on Spotify, get it on our website. Um, I mean, you've got nothing else to do. You can't go out. So, you know, listen to why our, not? listen to our, listen to the episode of our podcast uh thank you very much for listening and uh we'll see uh, we'll we'll talk to you next time you're listening to a podcast in orange a marshall's view of motorsport